Are we recording? Weekends are not for showers. Spitting on the what the juice. Wait, are we gonna get copyright infringement for that? Welcome to Hey Sister, Run Sister. We're really, we're really relying on our editors to do a good job. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hey Sister, Soul Sister. I'm Erica. And I'm Leia. Hey, guys. And we have a warning. This episode <laughs> is going to be really long. It's a long <laughs> one, but it's so juicy. It is so juicy. juicy. It is juicy. I, I think but, if you've been following us for a while, you know Erica and I are really into energetic work. Mm-hmm. And we have a special guest today. We do. Should we... Dive into like our our use, our struggles and high vibes. Yeah. And then do a yeah. little intro. I wanna go first. Okay. You went first <laughs> on the others on the other stuff. <laughs> do it, girl. Oh, I we do. We already did we already did the bit with the special guest and Leah went first and took up yes, all the we were, time. I'm just kidding. We, we were quantum leaping today again. Yeah. <laughs> like we were, we're time traveling. We're time traveling <laughs> again. We like doing it. It's fun. Again. It's fun. Okay, so I have some rewind topics that Ooh, okay. we didn't we didn't talk about. The Super Bowl. <laughs> this is like coming out like a month later, but the halftime show. The halftime yes, show, we didn't talk, talk about. about. It. Like we did. I can't we, believe it. We yeah. just totally didn't talk about it, That's and I okay. wanted. This I wanted great, to talk re- about rewind. it because I'm still seeing memes coming up about it and people still talking about it. I have a so, lot to say about this. Yeah. So, so yeah. as you guys know, I like I'm a big Shakira fan. I'm not a big JLo fan, but I'll say this. JLo fucking surprised me and I really enjoyed her performance way more than Shakira's performance. I don't think Shakira's performance was bad, but I really thought like JLo just like I was watching her, I was like, I'm actually like really liking it because she had, because she's a dancer, and I feel like Super Bowl performances have to be slightly like bigger and more theatrical, and she brought the theatrics. Let's mm-hmm. just let's just be like real. She brought the theatrics, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was like super cool. And then you remember when she's pool dancing, you're like, she's fifty. Okay, life goal. <laughs> life goal. Yeah. <laughs> like literally I was like yeah. sitting next to uh my friend's like stepdaughter and she doesn't know who JLo or Shakira is. I think she's like 13 or 12. She may be younger, I don't know. And then we mentioned something like, "Oh, she's 15." She's like, "She's 50?" Like her face like she was like in shock. She's like, "No." We're like, "She is 50." She's like, "I thought <laughs> she was 30." We're like, "Mm-mm. She's 50. She's 50." Oh, so no. I ended up having fun with 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 the performance, and I rewatched some of it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Like Shakira wasn't as bad as I remembered it. I know too. I was in a room full of people that like Metallica <laughs> and like alternative over pop dancing music, so you know <laughs> the expectations were kind of like they don't like pop music. Their expectations are low on it, and it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with them being Latina female. It was just like, oh, it's pop music, which. Like, what I'm happy about is I never saw any negative backlash on my social media, but I saw the response to the negative backlash. And I'm like, what's going on? I was like, what's happening? I don't know. But I'm glad I'm just seeing all the posit- positivity instead of the negative. That's like my two cents on the, the Shakita J-Lo half yeah. performance. I thought, well, it was, I'm I thought it was cool. Super surprised that you picked J-Lo right? over Shakira. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. Right? 
loved it. I loved the subtleties of of what they put into their their performance, like the cages and the children inside it. I loved her daughter coming out with like born in the USA and say it loud like at the same time, like mashup. Gosh, I felt like it was like a call to action, like let's be seen, let's be heard. I just felt a lot of just empowerment. Like, this is who we are. This is our culture. We are women and we're strong. And like, here it is. Let's bring it. And it was just like. Let's get loud. Yeah. Let's get loud. It was awesome. I thought it was so great. I watched it live. I didn't get like, it was loud because we were in a friend's house at a Super Bowl party. So I didn't really like get the sense of it. So I watched it later. And when I watched it the second time and actually heard the songs really clearly, I was like, okay, this is awesome i thought it was fantastic i didn't see any negativity like on any of my feed or whatever but i did hear about it i am not down for the double standard you know i'm not down for adam levine having you know being all good with you know taking his shirt off and having his hipsters show and that's all you know do you but i expect the same return for women who do that so they're performers as well, strong women. And I'm not, you know, I'm just not here. I am not here for the double standard at all. And maybe that's why I don't see that stuff. (laughs) I'm just not available for it, you know? And um, I think like more power to the women. This is, you know, like it wasn't anything more than, you know, what, what I would wear like at a ballroom competition for a ballroom competition. Yeah. So I, I got no problem with it and more power to us as women. And I more. I want more. I want more of it. That's, and that's they work hard. And I think, yeah, Shakira did a a dance at the end. I forgot what it was called. But that one was fun, watching them dance. I was like, I want to learn how yeah. to do that. That looks like a great cardio workout. <laughs> I got you, girl. Made me want to go back on the dance floor, and oh, really? I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the pod. Actually, yeah, people probably don't know this. Tell them what you used to do. Uh, I was an amateur ballroom dancer, <laughs> champion right here. Like literally Woo-hoo. for a good like I don't know five to seven years of my life, I mm-hmm. competed. And, you know, went to Hawaii, Vegas, all kinds of places. Did a lot of salsa, merengue, and bachata. Did all the the fun cha cha. Mm-hmm. Did all of that and loved it. So, anyways. So, so yeah, like, do it. Take a dance class, girl. You would love it. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah, I want to take a, like, hip-hop dance class. Like, hip-hop. Oh, yeah, I need to go find one, too. Yeah. 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 That or, like, a Flor Corico one I would want to do. Or an Aztec one, too. The, um, yeah. But it's always, like, do I have time? (laughs) There's so much, there's so much I want to do. So little time, so I have to, like, focus, focus. And I think there's a lot that what you're doing now is taking a lot of your energy or like you're giving a lot of energy to the things that you're doing now. And Mm -hmm. I think right now you don't have space for that yet because you're so passionate about what you're doing now. And when I'm not doing anything, yeah, when I'm not doing anything, please just let me watch Netflix. Like that's all all I want to do because at the same time I'm watching Netflix for this, for this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> it's basically what i'm doing <laughs> what else you got on this rewind situation so i watched the oscars i know was the waskers the waskers 
um, the hashtag is Oscar So White because not a lot of people of color were nominated. But at the end of the night became Oscar So Parasite because Parasite basically won a lot of awards and they were the first film that not only won the international film. It used to be called Foreign Film, but they changed it to mm. international. They won um, Best Film of the Year, like Movie of the Year, which is nice. Big. And they won... the. The director won Best Director of the Year, and then he also won Best Original Screenplay, which those are, like, really, really big. And you could tell he was so humble. Like, the first one he got, he went up and he was staring at the Oscar, like, what the fuck is happening with that movie? I've been wanting to see it before, but here's my thing is that I don't like reading during movies because... (laughs) Because I get really yeah. distracted. I want to pay attention. I don't read fast. So I don't, yeah. I'm not able to pick up what's happening. So that's why I yeah. get frustrated because I'm like, I don't know what's really happening. I can't read that fast. The, the subtitles are too fast. Yeah. I don't know what they're saying. And so for me, it's more of a frustration because I can't, um, I can't comprehend fast enough what's happening. And then I get really distracted with the visuals. But I can say I saw Parasite. Oh, you did? <laughs> and I could, okay. Yeah, I did see it. I could say I absolutely loved it. And there's a lot going on that they're not talking at some points and that's really mm. easy to pick up. So oh, I did awesome. miss, yeah, I did miss some stuff here and there, but um, I ended up really enjoying it. And I kept telling mm. Chewie, it's a comedy, it's a comedy. And he's like, no, it's not, no, it's not. So it's like a comedy, like... It's it's a comedy with a little bit of drama with a little bit of like thriller stuff. And that's Ooh, all I'm going to okay. say about that because okay. you have to going into it. I feel like you shouldn't know really what the story is about okay. because we didn't. We just went into it like not knowing and like fresh fresh because I was like, I don't even know what this is really about. <laughs> and she thought it like at one point I was like, I thought it was this and it was nothing what I thought it was. And um, we were a little scared. We're like, is it just really hyped at this point? <laughs> it met our expectations like awesome. really really well we, we really loved it so i highly recommend Petasite. it's on netflix right no we i think it's on ne- itunes now uh we have the amazon um oh it's TV. on amazon no no we rented it so oh, i don't know i, I don't know I what like i think it's also rentable on itunes yeah if i remember correctly yeah okay. like we we just search movies and it says like this is available for rent, but sometimes mm-hmm. I notice it's like different companies, but it just gets mm. charged to my Amazon Prime account. So oh okay, yeah, we yeah. have not watched it because <laughs> you fall asleep. Yes, <laughs> so I have to be like we got to watch it like at three p.m. or something like where the sun <laughs> is out and bright. Other I like sleep at any movie. <laughs> Like any movie my, night, like I'll make it through fifteen minutes and I'll fall asleep. So if it's something I have to read, like I gotta, I gotta you be probably. all in. Yeah, so we'll I talk gotta, to like... Chewy. You gotta talk to Chewy because he falls asleep in movies too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe. But did he stay awake? He stayed awake. We were done by eight thirty, so it was good timing because we were gonna watch it after the Oscars. But mm. as soon as the Oscars were over, he passed mm. out. <laughs> He was there sleeping, okay. so I was yeah. like, "Hey, aren't we supposed to watch this movie?" But yeah, okay. so well, that's another rewind topic. But I, I enjoyed the Oscars. I thought the opening was good. Um, they, they the Oscars really called like the people that were presenting like kind of called out Oscars weaknesses. Yeah, so as they should, I think that yeah. So I thought that was their, interesting. That platform, yeah. 
And also, too, did you see, I think it was Natalie Portman. Oh, I heard about her dress, but I didn't, her dress, I didn't see it. She yeah. wore a cape, and she wore all the women. It was embroidered on her cape really subtly on the seam. Like, all the women that were snubbed for an mm. Oscar. I was like, you go. You go, girl. Protest. I think that's a, there's one, like, yes, Oscar's so white, but Oscar's so male. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. I mean, you would probably know more than I do because I don't really watch movies, but where's the recognition for the ladies? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was, like, badass films by women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was one that got snubbed, like, the, um, I think her name is Greta. Gerwin oh, for, um, <laughs> for Little Woman. Yeah. So Little Woman was up for best movie, but she was yeah. not up for best for director. director. So Tell me about yeah. the rationale for that. Yeah. I just yeah. don't get it. But you know, Erica's about to tear that down. So <laughs> some balls. Speaking of awards, movie. they're going to have yeah. like the Podcast Academy Awards starting next year. <gasps> Well, thank you, out. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so give me my academy for podcasting. Well, so guys, so guys, <laughs> how, how to how to help us get get an academy of podcasting? I don't know, <laughs> but Let's help just us. Do it. Just Let's promote do it. us. Yeah. Okay. So yes. this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go to Apple iTunes, five star <laughs> five star review, and and leave a leave leave a review. Oh, five star rating, and then leave a review and just say like. Yeah. And like we're the best thing ever that ever happened to you. Yeah, that's it. Tell your that's fam. It. We got a lot oh, of big oh. things coming too. So yeah, you want to get in much. on like this level because mm-hmm. about to blow up. So yeah, yeah. You got that's anything it. else on that list? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. No. Cool. I'm done. Next. Next. Oh, next. What's next? Struggles? High vibes or struggles. struggles, whichever you want, whichever one suits your heart today. I don't think I got any struggles this week. Oh, I got two. I got two high vibes though. One, I was starting to tell Erica this earlier when we were off the air, but my vacuum broke. Did I say this last week? Oh, it's all blurring. Blur. No, I did not. So my vacuum broke last know. week. Straight up smoking. I swear. Like there's me and fire, me and smoke in this apartment. I'm telling you. So like, I was vacuuming and it started to smoke. And granted, I buy I bought it used on eBay for thirty bucks. Okay, I just, I don't. <laughs> I I hate vacuuming. So in my head, I just don't see the value in coughing up hundreds of dollars for this. Sh- piece of thing that I don't like using. I mean, I use it to use it. I don't even have a lot of carpet. I just hate vacuuming. So (laughs) (laughs) I laugh because it's like the easiest thing to like do. I know. It's weird. I love cleaning. I love laundry. I love laundry. And I know. Yeah. See? This is why we should live together because you could do the laundry. Like I could throw laundry in the washer and dryer. That's easy. But folding it, putting it away. Shit, my brain's out. Vacuuming, so, I'm cool. I'll put, I'll do the vac. I like it's it. I like not bad. I think I like it's when just, it picks it up. You, I like all. I I like that too. I just can't rationalize like paying, like a good ton of money, like a good amount of money, for something to do that. Like I feel like there's got to be, like a thirty dollar, fifty dollars situation that would work. And uh, let me. 
I should just let that go because there hasn't been a thing. But I will tell you this. So I got to throw that away. But I put on, I don't know if they have it in your neck of the woods, but certain neighborhoods or communities have a free Facebook group. Mm. Typically it's called Buy Nothing Your Area. So buy nothing Los Angeles, buy nothing San Francisco. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Maybe you told me about it. I may have. So like I was just unwilling to like just, you know, buy any vacuum. So I just put it on there and I was like, hey guys, my vacuum went to shit. Anyone giving, you know, getting rid of a vacuum? And like I didn't really, I just left that up to the universe and I didn't like I completely forgot about it and then i get a message from this woman she was like oh yeah i just got a new dyson and she was like and uh you know you can have my old one a fucking dyson i, f- I like Good. hello universe thank you for free yeah that i vacuumed some shit up today and now i might isn't like isn't it work amazing i was like oh my god i just got it for free yeah yes sir i'm gonna take to good care of picture. that vacuum i yeah. will it's charging up right now. And even on a low battery, like that, oh my God. It did Slow wonders. clap for a Dyson. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, this is not an ad, but go get a Dyson. Because they, I have a Dyson. We got it on sale <sighs> at Target. I think we got it mm. for like almost, like it might have been like 150 off. It was pricey though. It was like, mm. I think you. it was like, 300 to 200 dollars i can't remember but it was on sale when we got the house so we needed a vacuum for some of the areas so oh mama like i I like it i it works two thumbs up man i had shitty vacuums in college so this one works so the fact that you got a free dyson is pretty bomb i know i'm so excited (laughs) <laughs> what's the other thing i'll save the other thing i'm sure i'll be doing it next week okay so <laughs> your turn You're like, my turn uh well my high vibe i kind of already said it <laughs> but i have another high vibe okay this is a surprise because you could benefit off this high vibe what so surprises? yeah surprise surprise are you ready no 2020 two and okay. we're going on vacation to New York. Yeah. We're going to go to New York. Yeah. And Leia's all excited because oh, she's we'll talk about really it. Close. Yeah. It's really funny because Chu was like, Have you told Leia yet? And I was like, No, I'm going to surprise her on the podcast. He's like, What? <laughs> I, I was wish like, we could record like our visual, like our video because like Leia's dancing. Yes, I am doing a little karate chop body roll. Hold on, we can actually. Should we boomerang this? Sure. Boomerang. I'm so excited because I've been talking about. Okay, here we go. Do it again. Hold on, hold on. We're we're boomeranging here, ladies dancing. Okay, I'm gonna save that. But you're you're excited because what? My boyfriend and I've been planning like, or yeah, planning um New York when it gets warmer. Also, are you please tell me you're going when it's warm. Is end of April warm? Okay, it's warmer. Uh-huh. <laughs> it won't. It's not gonna be like. Well, hopefully, no crossing figures. It won't be like thirty. It's no. gonna be warmer. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it'll be like it'll be like fine. sixty. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm excited. If Mother Nature decides that it wants to be all weird with weather and it snows in April, well, then it snows in April. True. True. Uh- <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll cross reference dates and I'll let Alex yeah. know. 
Yeah. yeah. So we're excited. We're going to go to New York. And even better, we were watching The Daily Show. And I was like, oh, snap. The Daily Show records in New York. So I'm going to try to get tickets. Yes, it um, it, it's still yeah. too far in advance to get tickets. Okay. Yeah. But that's, I'm going to plug my laptop in. Is it dying? Well, yeah, we're down for that. And um, when do they record? Like on, during the week? I guess we can talk yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I think they have recordings Monday through Thursday. So, so excited. Yeah. So excited. So okay, cool. I thought I would let you cool, know. Cool, cool, cool. I'm so excited. And this podcast is the best place to put it. Struggles? Ah, uh, yeah. I don't want to talk Ooh. about my struggles. That I means we get to have like a live recording together. We can. We can. In we can NYC. In New York. Mm. And a photo yeah. shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many places that we could photo shoot out in New York. <laughs> Alex will do it, right? He'll take pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because Chu won't. And he's Chuwok. so tall. So, like, yeah. <laughs> Chu won't, so <laughs> we'll recruit at Alex. He's, like, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. He's not bad at all. Yeah, Chu, Chu, I tell Chu, and he's like, uh, so uh, I just don't know. I mean, yeah. Alex isn't, like, excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like, here, let me take that for you. It's, it's like, okay, I guess. I'll take okay, if you want to. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm so stoked. Okay, yeah, cool. That's the high okay, vibe. Okay, I'll tell my, my, my dude. Oh, yeah. Wow. Ooh, I'm yawning. I'm going to nap. We, we did it, yo. Yeah. We did it, man. We're, we're a little tired because we did already do the interview for our guest. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what we're going to go into next. That's yes. our next transition. You will so. love her. I'm, I think mm-hmm. we, you, I mean, she's awesome. And we went in, guys. Like, we, like we did some energetic reading we had readings yeah we got yeah, like an then. energetic type of reading it was yeah. awesome um we were blown away blown yeah. away yeah yeah so it's our friend from our sorority sister actually from yeah. college uh cindy and you'll hear like all her magic <laughs> and she magic. comes on and she's a clairvoyant but yeah have fun we like i know okay. i was crying then i made leah cry there's a lot um, of tears there was a lot of tears. You probably didn't. You can't hear them because I think I was on mute during the crying. <laughs> but just know the crying was there. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's that's it, guys. This is yeah. This is the the podcast that's for today. It, well, no, then the interview. So the interview, the interview. part is probably about an hour because she did readings like thirty minutes each on each yeah. of us. So yeah, so we're excited Ugh. for you guys to hear that and. More information at the end on how to contact her if you are interested in a reading. Yes. So enjoy, Love guys. You guys. Thank you. Love Mwah. you. Bye. Welcome, soul sister, soul gang. <laughs> I always forget about the soul bros, so soul gang. Um, today, we have our friend from college, Cindy Maurer, and Yay. she, we're so excited. First off, like, we were super close in college you know obviously we grew up and lose touch but we we've kept in i've kept in touch with cindy here and there and recently i found out she does she's a clairvoyant which is really exciting so she's here to do our reading but also tell us how she got into it because we didn't know this side about her in college and now 
now she's like in a whole new world yes. <laughs> of life. Sydney, welcome. So excited. Oh my God, before you start, I just noticed the unicorn piñata in your background. Oh, they- <laughs> Unicorns, I love it. <laughs> Unicorns everywhere. Does it have, have a to... name? No, it doesn't actually. <laughs> I just my entire office has unicorn stuff. I'm wearing a unicorn tank top even. <laughs> Unicorns are the best. They are. And Cindy, I have to send you a video. I don't know if you've seen it. Like my nieces are all about unicorns and like literally made up a song about unicorns and it's called oh my gosh, Unicorns cute. Everywhere. Oh gosh, oh, it's my next hit single. It's my okay. next hit single. <laughs> so cute. But yeah, enough about unicorns. Let's talk about you and how you got started in this work. And then we'll move on to our readings. We're so excited. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. This is definitely the first podcast I've done. Um, yes! <laughs> so I have been clairvoyant my whole life. After graduating college with y'all, like, I wanted to read tarot cards and I was living with my grandfather at the time and I had gone to the library and gotten a bunch of books and I'd bought a deck and the Rider Waite deck, which is like, you know, the traditional deck. And it was a holiday. I want to say it was Christmas. And my grandfather was talking to my parents saying that I was joining the occult because I had all of these like tarot books around. And my dad pulled me aside. And at that point, I had gone to the Berkeley Psychic Institute in Berkeley, California to get a reading. Um, My friends that I was hanging out with at the time had taken classes there and everything. And so I was kind of looking at going there for school, like to take classes. My dad pulled me aside and shared with me that there was a center um, closer to home that was of the same type of training. And was I really that interested in all of this? And so in January of 20 of 2009, I think, I started taking meditation classes. All I wanted to do was learn how to read cards. That's that's the only thing I cared about. And what I quickly discovered was that I had been clairvoyant my whole life. I had been reading energy my whole life. I had been making commentary and knowing things about people I shouldn't know. Like, people wouldn't necessarily say something, but I'd be, like, very aware of what was going on. And so I went through an intuitive training program, which I started and then I stopped about halfway through to go to grad school. And during that first starting point, I did take a tarot class and learned how to read cards and everything. And um, there's so many traditions about tarot, but the way I do it is very different. And it has to do with just everything's made up of energy. You can read it. And so when over the course of grad school, I continued to take classes online through my center and all of that. And then when I moved back to California, I knew that this was something I had to really put my focus on. And because I started in my early 20s, I never, I was never uncertain of what I was doing. I was quite cocky and confident of like, well, of course this is real. And so I didn't hit the same blocks as like my classmates were, who were often anywhere from, you know, 10, 10 plus years older than me. So when I returned, I just dove right back into it with that same level of certainty and completed the intuitive training program, the graduate program, and then went on to other programs. And then over the last three to five years, I've started teaching and assisting and reading professionally. And my starting point that I like to make sure everyone is aware of is that everything is made up of energy and all you're really doing is training your brain how to read it and you do it through trance and everything and if there's energy to it you can read it past present i don't read the future i always feel like it's really important to say that from the get-go because another part of my starting point is that every possible every decision you make has a minimum of six possible outcomes starting with waking up in the morning right 
And so you can't always say like, okay, well, this is going to go to that, to that, to that. And so I often get clients that want to know about the future. And my response is always, I can't tell you the future, but I can tell you what's between you and sort of your next step. So that's kind of how I got started. And then in the last year or two, I really recognized that despite all of the other things I do, this is so integrated into who I am and what I want to do and, and bring validation to people's experiences that I have decided that I'm going to actually, you know, turn it into a professional business and, and make this work, especially because I'm, I know that I'm good at it. Like that might sound a little egotistical, but it's one of those things where like, I've never not had certainty about it. And the validation I receive from clients is always just so great. And so, yeah, it's one of those things where like, I just, I feel like people have such bad experiences with psychics and clairvoyants and energy workers and healers that if I can help people have good experiences, then I'm doing my job as well. Oh, I love it. That's so, so cool. <laughs> well, and I think too, like that, it, it's just innate, right? Like it's just in you. Like it's what you yeah. are called to do and share. Yeah. That's awesome. It's not cocky. It's being confident. Oh, <laughs> What happened? <laughs> oh, you're. Oh, uh, there's a weird delay. Oh, you see it's that? Okay. No, it's not weird on me. Eh, it's okay. I'll pick it up. We'll fix it. <laughs> okay. Oh, I should warn you. Um, energy work and technology don't always go hand in hand, which is why I sent the email before we started, just to kind yeah. of say hello okay. to everybody and, and give everybody's <laughs> technology a bit of a grounding yeah you're not you're not being cocky you're just being really confident and you should just like own it you know like I'm good at this This is what I'm good at this is what I'm here for I Thank think you. as women we're just told that we should just hide in the shadows and not like mm. own our like power you know whatever that is so I like, I think it's awesome yeah. when you're just like nope this is my thing and I'm good at it and I motherfucking rock at it <laughs> so very true yeah, yeah. All right, so um, I know we want to do our readings. So yeah. Leia, should we rock, paper, scissors? Who goes first? No uh. fire or, like, <laughs> pencil or... <laughs> Last time Leia, fire. like, was, like, fire. I was like, that is cheating. <laughs> okay. That is cheating. Okay. Ready? Ready? Rock, oh, wait, are you going to count? Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. One, two, one, three. Two, three. <laughs> rock, rock, paper, scissors. Scissors. <laughs> We both did scissors. Okay, do it again. Ready? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors. Scissor. What did paper? You yeah. both did paper. Stop it! You stop okay. it. Okay, you let me separate it. the two of you because you guys are both in each other's space. Is I that what's happening? I can tell you who energetically wants to be read first. Is like it me? More than the, yeah, it's Leia. <laughs> I was like, I do, but... No, Leia's <laughs> like, I oh, first, me, 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 me. And I'm more like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Whoever wins. Sydney just, at this point, I was like, Sydney, you just... Just, you just, just okay. Okay. Take Leia. over. Take over. All right, Leia. Oh, wait, so, I need a... Yeah, feet, so, okay, so when I read clients, I ask them to have their feet flat and their eyes open, and okay. that's so that you stay in your space and you don't come into my space to try to see what I'm seeing. Hmm. Okay, so let me just refine my space. All right, Leah, go ahead and say your full name a few times. Romalea Manukal. Romalea Manukal. Romalea Manukal. Thank you. You're welcome. 
So the first thing I'm going to do before I ask you what your question is, is I'm going to describe you as a rose, and that is who you are as a spirit and where you are in your journey. And I'm seeing your rose as this really pretty fuchsia, and it's very, very, very open with the outermost petals starting to fall. And we look at you as the spirit in relation to the sun, the sun representing the God of your heart. And you're so underneath your sun right now, you're getting all of your information. And the first thing I'm just saying hello to is how ready you are to take this next step. And you've been working through quite a bit of fear of like, what am I going to do? How is this going to work? And your intuitive nature is so strong that there's a, a very innate trust, but that fear that you hear in your head is a lot of your mom's energy kind of saying, if you don't have a plan, you can't do this. And a little bit of um, some male energy, maybe a brother or like a very close friend who is is kind of like, well, you have to have your stepping stones out. And you're kind of like, but if I can jump and fly, it's going to be fine. And you're, you're just letting go of that last bit. And I see that as a yellow energy that kind of sits on the top of your rose, pushing it down just a little bit. And then the other thing I'm saying hello to is this red energy that sort of, if you imagine a stem on the rose, it goes into the earth. You've got roots, which means you've been taking bodies on this planet for a very long time, most likely since the first time um, we've brought consciousness to this planet. And this red energy is some past life energy. Typically, we see past lives as rings on the stem, but this you um, are holding space so that the person in that past life, which does look like it might be your current partner, um, can finish pulling his information into present time from this past life. And so you're kind of holding space for it, which I've never seen somebody do it this way, which is a, a unique way because it means that you are not holding the responsibility for him to complete the karma from that past life and bring it into present time so you can see each other more clearly. But instead, you're just not going to completely release your portion of it. And as I say that, you actually take that red energy and you put it into a ball and you're actually putting it completely outside your space, which is, you're very, you're very adept, girl. Like you, you could jump into these programs with no problem. All right, Leia. So what is your question? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so spot on. It's crazy. Well, can I, can I say really quick that I like my little symbol for like a sign that like I'm in alignment is a rose is interesting cool. like That's i was like awesome and i don't think i ever told anyone that like no, it was just I for me i didn't know that i didn't know that, that? And oh you my usually God. tell I me everything like so. Out. so that's really cool. yeah holy crap okay <laughs> awesome um i don't really have a question i think it was it's, it was just more like what am i to what it's important for me to like receive like for i guess i i have a whole bunch of different things you already told me a little bit about of my past life which I was really interested in and then I'm really also interested in in life path and my spiritual guides I've been told that I have like eight behind me and there's also like an archangel type of figure that has my back so if you can tell me a little bit about that like I I kind of want like I don't know who these people or beings or angels are and I and I want a way to kind of like kind of get to know them a little bit. Yeah. 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 So you're going to laugh really hard when you read the email that I sent to Erica before we oh started. My gosh. <laughs> the, space, the first line of the email says, Leia's working with a lot of angel en energy. 
Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so we'll do a spirit guide reading and we'll kind of see how that relates to your life path and the past energies you're bringing in the present time because all of those could be their own separate readings. And often a reading is about an hour where I look at all these different aspects of self, but we're obviously for podcasting reasons going to do short readings. So the first spirit guide that is showing up is a female She is more elf-like. She's very tall, blonde hair, reminds me of Lord of the Rings, wearing that white with the pointy ears. What is your name? So when we look at spirit guides, we like to ask their name, and then I like to ask what the agreement is between the the client and the the guide. Um, And I have my own set of ethics regarding working with guides, meaning that there need, it needs to be a two-way street. They need to get something and then the client needs to get something. Um, anytime it's a one-way street, usually there's it's not a completely transparent agreement. So she's going to go by Anna and a lot of what she's doing is she holds a lot of space for you to have access to your higher self and your higher information. And um, at a different, another day, another time, we can talk about how you, you can get into more alignment with that. What she's learning from you is a lot about what it means to be in a female body. So the last time Anna took a body, she was in a male body and she didn't like it. It was a very like warrior type lifetime. And she, it, it frightened her so much. She hasn't taken a body in, in a couple millennia. And she's wa- been working with you to really understand that it's safe to be in a female body, that you can create this female body you want. You can really work with your family because, Leah, you have so much intuitiveness. You're just waiting to open the door. And the way in which she communicates with you is that little voice in the back of your head that you hear so often, or maybe not that often, but it doesn't quite sound like you, but it's it tells you to follow an intuitive hunch or like follow your gut. And I see you um, this happening recently, like on a beach with some pebbles or a stone or something. It looks like that you um, it was really pretty and you wanted it and it has some sort of meaning to you. And she was kind of there being like, look to your left. And then when you want to communicate with her, there's a lot of different ways you could do that. You could do it through free writing. You could do it through a meditative trance space. You could really just imagine, close your eyes and imagine being somewhere and having her show up and she's going to show up. She's going to be one of the first guides that you start to have internal communication with. And she honors and respects that agreement that the guide needs to be gaining something just as much as the person in the body. Um, Do you have any questions for her specifically? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um... Oh, okay. So is this rock situation? <laughs> is that, was I, I can't remember, was that in my adulthood or was I young? Because I. You're in an adult it. body. I just don't recall like a rock. Like I went to Cancun uh, recently and did so much energetic work. Like I came back a different human being after yeah. that week. Yeah. I just don't recall like a. If it doesn't resonate, we're just going to let it go. Um, But yeah, it was just like a significant trip. I did so much energetic work there. And I think like, yeah, just it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I came back like a whole different human being. Yeah. Because you let go of a significant amount of programming there. That's related to your dad's side. Yeah. 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 Do you have any questions for Anna? Um. 
No, like, is there, I guess, I don't, I guess, is there, I don't know. I don't have, gosh, what kind of question? <laughs> uh, no, well, you don't have to. Like, I mean, some people want very specific, oh, like, questions answered, nothing. but some people are yeah. just like, nope. All right. No, I think I'm, I think I'm, I've got, you know, like, I think that's awesome that she came forward and that we have, like, this agreement. And I think it's really interesting that she's learning about like the like the feminine body because mm-hmm. I I resisted the feminine body for a long time. Like I would grew up like a tomboy and then like kind of like started to shift into like more of like the feminine flow in my adulthood. So it's just really just perfect. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to ask her to step out and I'm going to take a look at your life path rose and what information needs a hello um simply because you have so many guides and we could probably say hello to every single one of them (laughs) but we would run out of time so when I start to say hello to your life path rose I see it as this very vibrant sapphire blue and it's got these yellow tips and um it's about two-thirds open and we come and go off of our life path so often uh just because we, we, before we get into our bodies, we kind of intend what we want to do in this lifetime. And, and then things happen. We live in a universe of free will, which is phenomenal, which means the agreements we made before we took our body, we don't have to follow through with. And, um, what I see right now is, is that Cancun trip really was important to get you back on your life path. Like there was a split in the stem where you could have continued down a different path, but it wasn't going to put you back into what is going to serve your higher self and what you want to gain in this body this lifetime. And that other avenue that you, you've kind of put a construction sign in front of was going to be much more investment in your career and much more investment in other people's ultimate goals and creativity. And when you opted to do the life coaching that you're doing and, and you opted to kind of come into alignment with your spiritual self and your higher self, you really let go of your parents' plans for you, um, societal plans for you, even friend plans for you. And in that process, you've pissed off a lot of people. Your parents are really confused. They don't, they're not able to see you with great clarity right now. Your boss in particular is like really, really confused why you're not just showing up to everything 150% now when you were, um, you know, 18 months ago, because this has been like a long process, right? And the the other thing I see is the impact of your partner and his ability to really see you and that value and him seeing you as well as Erica seeing you and a few other people um, that are not close friends, but who you've held space for from your psychology days and just like kind of listened to them have really helped you realign with what your next steps are. And so now that I look at your life path, what I see is your ability to be neutral, to acknowledge your judgment. This is, again, where I see your education plays a a very strong role. And then a match that you and I have is your ability to speak across audiences. So I see you really working with women, but obviously men are going to show up as well. And it's this vibration of freedom that you have that other people don't acknowledge or are unaware they can also have. And you have this permission because of the energy work that you did in Cancun, because of the vision quests that you've been taking when you're sleeping on the astral um, and the information you're bringing back into your body. 
And when I look at the past lives you're pulling from, the first one that's showing up is this um, blue ring that matches this life path ring. And in that um, lifetime, you were an oracle for, for, to use contemporary language, and you had like really great sixth sense sight or um, clairvoyance. And you saw a larger pattern to things and you saw what people were lacking. And so in that lifetime, and you were also in a female body and, and I'm looking at you towards the end of the life of that lifetime, um, you recognized that you'd had it your entire life and that you could teach it. And so you became a strong teacher towards the end of your life in that lifetime. And the information you're pulling from is very different from what I do, for example, or how other people do it. And so what I see as sort of a next step for you right now, which is like this yellow, and I do work a lot in colors and they don't have standard meaning, meanings. I see you exploring different modalities, different ways to get into connection with your higher self. And we can talk off the air if what I do is of interest. But it's going to ultimately be that you're going to create um, your own way of doing it. And part of that is that intuitive logic that you have where you might look at a math problem and you know the answer but you don't know how to show your work necessarily and that's a very common theme with clairvoyance um if you reflect on your life and you're like I've always known the answer but I haven't been always been able to show my work that's usually a really good indication that you've been clairvoyant your entire life and you've really tapped into your knowingness in a way that other people don't and that's what I see you kind of as your next step is how do you integrate your intuitive self and your intuitive tools into coaching women, in particular, young women, 20-somethings, um, as it relates to their careers? So I do see your focus being a little bit more career-oriented and how to maintain those boundaries of being in a female body in a very male-dominated um, arena. I can see the politics being a really big part of this and how to – part of your goal is to – acknowledge, validate, even if it's from afar, what females are capable of as it relates to politics and as it relates to creating change on a larger scale. And I keep saying politics because I, I do know where you live, but I don't know what you do. And I can see that you're part of this larger group of women, um, both conscious and unconscious healers and conscious and unconscious clairvoyants that if you imagined a map of the United States, they kind of light up throughout the, the country of really wanting to shift from patriarchy to a more, um, uh, it's not going to be matriarchy, but it's going to be more like acknowledgement to the female body. And we joke a lot in my women's classes that I participate in, how if women ran the world, it would be so different and how that has been shot down early, early on. And if you just think of the fact that women can create life and men can't, that's a huge, huge thing and a huge fear and, and can be considered a threat. But what women are trying to do right now and what you're a part of is acknowledging that we have way more to offer. And it's kind of what Erica said about, I'm not cocky, I'm being confident and we're empowering ourselves. And you don't do it from this like catty place and you don't do it to be better than somebody else. You are genuine in wanting to bring women into your vibration. And what I'm showing you is that you have all of these tools. The one, the one thing I see as being a very big challenge is how do you do it without bringing them into your space? So I'm just kind of showing you energetically that you can define your space and you can show people their pictures without actually bringing them into your aura and, and making them kind of come to where you are. 
And when we do try to bring people into our space and bring them where we are, we start to feel feelings or emotions of responsibility. And then we become very invested in their journey and it creates this unhealthy codependent relationship. And I'm sure if you reflected on friendships you've had, you've had at least one or two that are kind of like that. Obviously not the one that you and Erica have because that relationship is so cemented in support and so grounded. And that's another tool I see you really starting to play with is the idea of grounding. And I would encourage you to play with grounding from your first chakra instead of your feet, which is looks like the first way that you start to ground is from your feet. And yeah, do you have a question about your life path that I can look at? Oh, no, I think, wow, that just gave me a lot of like affirmation that, I mean, honestly, like, I think that's just what, what like my heart was already telling me. Um, I think for a while there was a lot of resistance in like breaking away from like my like corporate type of work. I mean, it's, it's all good work. It's, it's so fulfilling and it helps so many people. And I also knew like in my gut and in my soul that there was something more for me too. So I think that's, Oh, I'm like emotional about it. (laughs) (laughs) Be emotional. Have so energy releases come in a lot of ways. They come in yawnings. They come in um, tears. They come in, in weird body twitches. And I remember so many readings where people receive their first reading and their readers are are yawning the entire time and they come out and they're like, I think my readers are boring. And I'm like, no, your readers actually are just releasing (laughs) a lot of energy because they have a lot of matches with you. Yeah, that's, oh, wow. Um, Yeah, no, I just, that's awesome. (laughs) The last thing I'm going to say that I kind of see lit up in your space right now um, is this purple energy and it sits, okay, so I don't know if you're familiar with the chakra system, but we have seven main chakras starting at the base of our spine, going up to the crown of our head, and then um, we have seven main layers of the aura. There's more we could discuss another day, it doesn't matter. What I see is there's this um, lavender energy that is sitting in the middle of your sixth chakra, which is um, behind your eyes, between your ears, the seat of your clairvoyance. And there's a match to it in the sixth layer. And it's really preventing you um, from being able to trust what you're doing and trust your intuition. And so as I start to say hello, I see that this is a being without a body. It's not a spirit guide. It's an agreement you made in a past life um, to give up a level of your clairvoyant seniority And in that past life, you were the apprentice and he was the master. And it was, it looks like a blacksmith type of picture, but it had so much more to do with alchemy. Um, And it reminds me of the sword in the stone time frame, which I don't even know when that is, but I'm seeing that Disney picture. And um, I'm just helping you to kind of bring that into present time so you can release this being out of your space. We're just doing a little bit of a healing And what it's blocking in the sixth layer, which is how you see the world, is your ability to kind of go to the corner of the room and see the bigger picture, which is why it took a little extra time for you to step out of corporate. And and you're going to stay in it, right? Like, it's still going to, like, help support you until you get to the point where you... Yeah. And you may always still be a part of it because your brain is just going to require different things. That's so crazy. Yeah. You can't necessarily go to the corner of the room with this being in your space so we're just moving him out and what I see is you're bringing in this like seafoam green to kind of fill in and like re-own that space yeah that looks awesome. good 
That's really that's really cool because I always thought like I would have some sort of involvement in my current work because I love it. It's no, yeah. something that I absolutely love, and it you know also knew like I at some point like I can do, I can do both and trying to like not necessarily marry the two but hold like space for both. Yeah. Yeah, because your brain requires intuitive creativity as well as tangible creativity. And so the intuitive creativity is doing the coaching and the podcasting and all of these parts of yourself where you're expressing yourself in a way that corporate America is never going to allow. But then the corporate America part of it feeds the intellectual part of your brain and the reason that you did, you know, higher education and you pursued an even higher degree and all of that. And you are one of the people, um, Anna our other story sister, like our other, our other friend, she is very similar where like you can tie the psychology of your understanding and how you understand people are motivated with your intuitive ability to read where people are. And you bring a lot of um, amazingness to your corporate job with that skill set. Awesome. Ah, that felt good. Good. So I'm just going to fill you with some gold suns, which is your own um, energy. And it just fills in all of the energy you just released. And this is something you can do at any time. Um, you just imagine a giant gold sun above you and you bring it in through the top of your head and watch as it fills up your chakra column and your body space. And it will really replenish you. And if you're ever at that three o'clock slump, it's a really great way to energize yourself before going for the caffeine. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, and thank you to my spirit guides. Like, that. <laughs> you're oh. welcome. Yay! All right, let me just separate from you. Bye, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough about Leah. Now let's focus on Erica. <laughs> All right. So, Erica, I'm gonna read you um, from a Emerald Green, and if you want to say your full name a few times, that would be great. Okay. Erica Hernandez, Erica Hernandez, Erica Hernandez, Erica Hernandez. Do neither of you have middle names? I don't. I do. Oh. I, I just miss it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, but I, I legally do not have a middle name. <laughs> that is a question I ask people, and so they get scared, and then I tell them I don't have one. So Do you want one? No. Okay. I just ask because there's another name that you go by that is, like, vibrating really hard. What, what do, is it? I don't know. What do your friends call you? Like, what's a e? nickname? Okay. I got I got one for e her. I don't... Yeah, what go ahead and it? say it, Leia. I call her Dizzle. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Yellow. It's it's part of your agreement that the two of you have. We should we should probably if there's time we should look at your agreement. Um, yeah. Okay. So forever agreement. It's a forever <laughs> agreement. That's it. That's I'm it. thinking this is a two parter episode. Part one, part no. two. <laughs> We're gonna make it a two parter. Bonus or a bonus. A bonus. Or a bonus. Yeah. That's totally fine. Um, okay. So Erica, I'm seeing you in present time, and you've got two colors in your rose. So let's see which one's yours. Your color is orange, and it looks more like a. Um, oh gosh, it's not a rose. It's more of a poppy. Your ro your rose is looking more like a poppy right now. And that's kind of just what happens, right? Like it doesn't, it's not a perfect system and energy shows up how it shows up. Yeah. The yellow you're releasing out is an agreement with, um, a cousin or an aunt, a female that you're like very close with, um, that has been sort of preventing you from taking your next step because she wants you and her to kind of stay at the same pace and your ability to recognize that she's just not going to go as quickly as you 
it has allowed you to just acknowledge it, say hello to it and release it and not turn it into this resistant fight. Um, when I look at you in relation to the sun, which is the god of your heart, you're a little to the right at the moment. So let's look at what energy is putting you off of your path or pulling you off of your path. So there's this light green off to the right that you had an opportunity to work some karma with. It looks like a male body, probably in their 30s. It might be, yeah, it's related to work somehow. You had this unknown experience or opportunity to kind of say hello to and bring into present time that agreement and that past life you shared with him um was a brother you were both male and brothers and it was just a very like um typical like competition like wrestling that type of relationship and then as you both got older you really became very close because in that past life you lost your parents at about age 12 and so he was your older brother and really took care of you. And so part of what has pulled you off your path is you wanting to validate him as a spirit and a body in a way that nobody else has been able to. And like Leia, you are very intuitive and capable. Um, so I'm just saying, as I say hello to that, your, your rose or poppy as it may be kind of starts to come back underneath. And um, you recently stepped into a new, um, cycle, whereas Leia is leaving a cycle and going to be entering another one in the next couple weeks. I see you, um, ended a cycle and are, op are starting one. You're probably about three weeks into it. And so your, your rose is a little bit tighter and not quite ready to get all of that information. And there is a filter between your, your rose and your god of your heart so let's look at this filter okay so this is an agreement with beings without bodies um similar to leia giving up some seniority you've given up some seniority on um trust and so when you start to bring in your higher self information you are it goes through this filter which is making it a little foggy for you to understand because you're not getting all of it so we're just going to move that filter out and then I'm going to look at that agreement. That agreement with these beings without bodies um, is a past life where you were in a female body. You were part of a goddess worshiping group. There are about seven of you. The lifetime is, is that a very similar blue that I was seeing in Leia's space. Leia is not in this lifetime, nor am I. And um, y'all did things in a very particular way. And it was a very particular way of adorning yourself. But, okay, hold on. So sometimes when we do energy work and we look at agreements, we discover that there's a bigger picture here. And so at least one person in my life that you have no connection to, Erica, is in this agreement. So I'm just going to bring it into present time for everyone. <laughs> but it gives me the answer I've been looking for all weekend of why this person won't get out of my space. <laughs> Because I'm, I had an agreement with them in my past life? Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> and everyone, well, two out of the seven, you and this other person are in body. And so the other five are not currently in body. And so they are the ones that are most invested in maintaining this agreement. But both you and this other person don't want to. So it's really easy to bring it into present time. Mm. Okay. So now when I look at your rose, you're back underneath your sun. Um, your rose is your poppy has opened up a little bit and there's a little bit of yellow 
which is what you're wanting validated from your higher self and that information. And then again, similar to Leia and unsurprising, you um, have roots on your stem, meaning that you've been taking bodies on this earth since the beginning. And you have <laughs> have a very like strong sense of your next step at the moment. You know, you are very, I'm really hoping you're not going to ask about your life path because you are very clear at the moment of what your next steps are and where you're headed. Yeah. I was going to ask about that, but, <laughs> I, but well, I think I know the answer. <laughs> well, you pick another one for me and I'll just go with it. Cause, no, you can ask yeah. your question and I'll look at it and then we'll see what else shows up. That's fine. Yeah. That's really, well, I always thought I was a young soul because I just have like all this energy, but. Old but then it, have it's... a lot of energy, actually. Oh, really? Because you've spent lifetimes gaining certainty and information. And so you'll find people that spend a lot of time doing spiritual work or energy work, mm-hmm. whether as a healer or clairvoyant and reader, they don't sleep as often. And they tend to get mm-hmm. a lot more done. And they tend to pursue larger dreams. Yeah, I don't. I always make fun of myself and say, don't sleep. Yeah. I run on very little, very <laughs> little sleep. And you know, you know what? That... It's funny you say that, too, because a lot of times things are happening and I feel like people stress out. And I'm like, dude, it's not a big deal. It's going to work out. Yep. Is that why I like yep. I have this thing like, oh, it's just going to work out. Like, I just really am go with the flow because I just been around yeah. for such a long time and I trust everything. <laughs> yeah. So where Leia taps into her clairvoyance and her ability to see things, you tap into your knowingness. So clairvoyance is at the sixth chakra behind the eyes between the ears. Knowingness is at the seventh or the crown. Uh-huh. And knowingness is when you just know something and Mm -hmm. your certainty in your knowingness that things will work out. Like you have been very aware when things weren't going to work out. You might've put on Mm -hmm. the the face of it's all going to work out and it's going to be fine. But you knew in your gut that that person was going to pass Mm -hmm. or that particular idea was going to fail. And you allow people to find their own journey. You may articulate like it's going to be fine, but you're not similar to Leia, like you're not pulling them into your space being like, you're going to see it my way or the highway. And you bring a lot of comfort when you say that, when you are particularly to your nieces, when you just say like, it's going to work out and they're, you know, stressing out about a relationship or a friendship or school. And you're just like, no, it's going to work out. And everyone around you validates it by saying like, well, you just have, you know, so many years on this planet that you know that, but in reality, you are just very an old soul and you're able to just be much more aware than other people around you. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm aware. And smarter than everybody. I'm just kidding. You know stuff. <laughs> I know I know stuff. I don't know how. I just know stuff. Exactly. Okay. When we so, complete our program, we get a pin that says, I know stuff. And yeah, it's because you just know stuff. You just know. I just know. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So, um, yeah, I was going to do life path, but I just kind of. You already have your answers there. Yeah. I'll just validate that your next steps are exactly as you've laid them out and you are prepared for the challenges between each of the stones or stepping stones. I often see life path um, and next steps as stepping stones in water. And you're already acknowledging about three steps from where you are, the um, challenges you're going to face and the pain that you're going to face. And what I mean by pain is not physical or necessarily emotional, but Um, that clumsiness that you get into or that invalidation of yourself. um, Mm -hmm. You're already saying hello to that energetically. And so that when you get there, you're going to remember that you had this hello. You've already Mm pre-given yourself a hello to it, which is 
a very important skill that we teach and yet you are the first person I've seen kind of do it intuitively which is cool that is crazy but you know what it's funny because when I was in my and, and you said this in the emails that that like I was tapping into something in my early 20s so when I was in my early 20s when I set out to do something I would do it with little to nothing so like I got into a theater program we're taking only one theater class in high school I didn't wasn't really involved in the theater program in college until like my last two years and then I got a casting job in LA and I just set out for that so like that just kind of reaffirms like everything that I've ever done in my life anyway so next question (laughs) enough about me next question okay well now now I don't know what to ask um I can just see what's kind of like lit up in your space if you want yeah let's do that because like the life path, I guess, I already knew. So yeah, you just, are. Whatever, whatever comes to you, just tell me. Just give so it to me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look at a couple layers of your aura, the ones that uh-huh. are the most lit up for, that's the language we use, which just means where you're working the most energy. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to start with the seventh. Nope, not the seventh. Oh, the third. Okay, there we go. So I see your third layer as a red. And what you are doing is you're restructuring this layer So previously, you've had a few like spigots going to other people and hoses of energy, you know, to make sure your work stays stable when you take time off and go on vacation to make sure that it works over the weekend, to make sure that if you're sick, um, you've really invested, I would say about 27% of your energy unconsciously to your workspace. You don't want to anymore. And you haven't wanted to for at least six months, if not longer than 18 months. And So you are very aware spiritually that if you just close that valve and remove all of your energy out of it, it's going to have really um, dire consequences to your work relationships. And there's a fear picture there that's not yours. Your boss has handed it to you. So we're going to move that out together. Um, That if you pull all of your energy out of work, you're going to be fired. And in reality, you're not. They can't they can't they are not going to function without you. When you leave, it will be on your terms. And um, I'm just showing your boss your boundary because you are so much more than your boss. You are smarter. You are more intuitive. You see bigger pictures way better. You're doing the job of two to three people all of the time. And they are not recognizing that you are not paid enough for what you're doing. I'm actually helping you to kind of turn the valve down so that it's closer to about 15%. And um, it looks like your picture regarding your workspace is to bring it down to about 7%, which is to me a healthy amount that you'd still unconsciously put energy into something. Because you're not healing anybody. You used to. The reason that you're so good at your job is you healed everyone else and you brought them into a new level of clarity. And then you took on things that nobody else could really do. And you're not wanting to delegate because you are still looking at that picture of it's easier for me to do it myself and do it well than take the time to teach somebody else and then have them half-ass it. (laughs) and part of that um energy is your mom's energy in your space because that's kind of how she she was it was easier for her to do things than try to teach you to do things and you hit a point it looks like when you were in your teens where like you just started doing things because you'd watched her for so long particularly as it relates to cooking and that might not be your mom's energy that might actually be your grandma's energy or my yeah um my mom's side of the family yeah. yeah like my aunt and my grandma yeah um, my mom cooked, like I learned how to cook, 
I don't I don't really like cooking anyway, but no. I didn't learn how to cook a lot of stuff, but there's certain things that I learned to cook. Yeah. by watching cuz it was those were the easy ones. But yeah, like I taught myself how to do certain things. Basic things, yeah. Yeah. The other thing I'm seeing in this layer and this is often how I see the third layer for people is like a wall of those gumball machines um, that have the little packets in it and you put the quarter, the quarter machines mm-hmm. and you've got this wall and I've not seen it this way. So I'm, <laughs> this is why, this is why we read, right? We read because yeah. we get to see new things and we work our own energy. You have a wall of them and each one is a decade of your life. And so you've got zero to 10, 11 to 20, 21 to 30. 31 to 40 and it's going all the way down to like present time which you know so it's the 30 31 to 40 or whatever age bracket you're in is kind of there but that's where I'm seeing it cut off and what you're doing um is your because the third layer is also where we manifest from you're kind of going through these and there's maybe 10 10 machines per decade and you're going through and you're just slowly clearing out ones clearing out these baubles that you don't want and these baubles represent wishes and dreams and goals and intentions that you had set so like when i look at the zero to ten a lot of it are things that you wouldn't even want anymore you don't want a horse anymore you don't you don't want 16 dogs you don't want to be in 101 dalmatians you don't want to be in the lion king and so you're clearing that energy and as you're clearing that energy what you're doing is you bring your manifestation ability more into present time and then there are a few that you are keeping from zero to 10. And those are more related to relationships with your family and the idea of who you wanted your partner to be and how your current partner is validated in some of this. And so you don't necessarily want to let go of that. And then the 11 to 20, a lot of that is angsty energy and rebellion energy that your body now does not want to run. It doesn't, it doesn't want it at all. And then the 21 to 30... Um, A lot of what you are letting go of is other people's, um, this is where I see the most of other people's energy in this Mm -hmm. layer, other people's ideas of how you should do things. And so I can Mm -hmm. see um, a lot of college professors and a lot of um, mentors and advisors from your, your 20s who thought that you needed to do things a certain way because of your cultural background because of your generational background in terms of college because of what your goals were and they had their idea or their agenda or their program of what you were going to do and it you're sharing the the going into theater is a really great example where you really stepped out of what other people wanted for you and just said screw it i'm going to do what i want and i'm going to do it the way that i want to do it and what you're doing now is releasing all of their energy so that you can continue to bring that into present time And so what I see, like when I step back and I look at this layer and what you're doing in present time is you're really being mindful or purposeful of like, I want to have this many um, listeners by this time on this podcast and I want to achieve this pay range um, at my job by this time frame and I want to have this level of income. And it's um, a lot of it right now is that structural part that kind of is going to set you up to have more of your creativity and what I, what I see is, like, you have the scaffolding already ready. You're just constantly putting more energy into it. And as you're doing that, um, there's this other siphon in this layer where you've been unconsciously healing a lot of your friends. And you're really wanting your friendship group. You're, and I'm excluding Leia from this because your relationship with Leia is very, very different. Just like the relationship I have with both of you is very different because we are all actively, whether consciously or unconsciously, 
updating our agreement regularly, creating change regularly. That is what brings us together. That is part of the agreement the three of us have. But you've got several friends, most of them are female, I do see one or two males, who don't want that level of change, can't have that level of change, and you've been holding space for them in the hopes that they will just understand that it's ready for them to take their next step and unconsciously healing all of their pain and they've been running their pain through your space and it's if you, again similar to Leia if you look at some of your relationships you can probably acknowledge some very classic codependent psychology terms um and and points in there and you're starting to recognize that you can lead the horse to water but you can't force it to drink and that's the picture you're using as you pull your energy out of some of those relationships that mm-hmm another person might say no longer serve you. And each time you're doing that, you're actually giving them a healing by pulling your energy out and giving them more space to find their next step. You know, cause I am like, there's certain people that, yeah. And it's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't Mm -hmm. care about them. It's not that you will necessarily cut them out of your life though. You have all of the permission to do so if you choose, it's that you can't be invested in them the way that you used to and still create mm-hmm. your dreams. Yeah. Faux show. Exactly. <laughs> so the, uh, uh, go ahead. No, no, I wasn't going to ask a question. I was just going to make commentary. Make Keep it, going. Okay. So um, the, the other layer that's sort of jumping out is the fifth layer. And so the fifth layer has a lot of information about your communication, how you express yourself creatively, how you use your body, and I'm seeing this layer as a yellow. And the first thing I see, and I, and because I know your journey, um, I'm not going to invalidate what I'm seeing, but I do know your journey. I see how much energy you've spent in the last probably six to 10 years in connecting all of your different selves, in connecting your physical body with your spiritual body, with your psychic body, with your psychology brain, with your emotions, all of that. You are taking all of your different bodies and really bringing them together and um it's almost like if you imagined having like cutouts of you and then you like sewed them all together and what that sewing of the togetherness is or has been is you really communicating with what your physical body's needs are as well as your emotional body and your clairvoyant body and your energetic body and all of that and a huge step for that was an acknowledgement to your health and fitness and an acknowledgement to the emotional pain that prevented you from having that for such a long time. And I see that in your um, energetic body, the chakra system, again, first is at the base of the spine and the seventh is at the crown. I see a lot of that being in the second chakra, which is a little bit below your belly button and it's our emotional center. It's how we regulate emotions in the female body. It's where we create life from. It's where all of our lower female anatomy is. And it's also where we heal from most often. That is what we're taught to do when we come into our body as a female, you heal from the second chakra. The more work you've done on yourself, the more acknowledgement you've made between your emotional space and emotions are just how the body processes energy. Energetically, um, an energetic hello is how the energetic body or spiritual body processes information. The physical body processes through emotion, which is why it's really challenging to live in 2020 and be told not to have your emotions and to really like we've really kind of trying to step into this robotic space. And it's like that's not how the body processes information. So as you've started to recognize how your body has been processing emotions for so long and working from somebody else's pictures, particularly your um, female lineage, I mean, your male lineage shows up, but it's very much the maternal 
lineage um, and how women are supposed to be and what they're supposed to do. And you're supposed to hold the family in your second chakra and you're supposed to heal everyone. And this is what we do. As you started to break away from that program um, or that agenda, you really started to become more aware of what your body actually wanted, actually needed and how to integrate that. And I can see the challenge you faced when you hit that point where you became comfortable with all of yourselves and you could no longer be a fitness coach. I mean, you can still do it. You It just doesn't bring you joy because you worked all of that energy. And so now what you're stepping into is more of a communication coaching and a, a sharing of information. And because you had this weird, eh, weird's not the right word, but unique experience on your journey of bringing yourselves together. And I can see this also in the fourth layer, which is your affinity for self and others. Um, you are uniquely prepared to share with other people and provide them with tools. And it goes beyond health and fitness. And it actually goes into how you integrate all of these parts. And similar to Leia, you get bored easily. You know, you need to have your podcasting. You need to have your your exercise time. You need to have your creative time outside. You need to do all of these things. And that's just because you're an old soul and you are just very, you have a lot of dimension to you. You're very dynamic. And what I see you wanting to start to bring in and the energy you're working and the challenge you're facing is this um, bluish yellow. It's not green. It's got both blue and yellow in it. Um, and it looks like a, a crystal almost, like a round like stone, like soothing stone. And it's this piece of information. It's a lie in your space. It's an illusion courtesy of the, the higher education system that you cannot do advising or coaching because you don't have a degree in psychology. And that's such a lie and such an untruth. And yet you keep hitting that, that point. And what's right behind that is all this validation from listeners, particularly of the other podcasts you do, who have felt validated in their experience and listening to other people's journeys and what you're starting to bring into this podcast of like really wanting to validate where people are and show what friendship can mean and show what non-competitive female friendship can be. And really your nieces show up so strongly here because you validate them, you validate their experience in being in a female body. And you are ready to let go of this bluish yellow energy. So we're going to we're, we're gonna move that out of your space. It's moving. I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. Good release. And behind all of that, I see the importance and value, which I think everybody that listens to this show knows, of your voice, of your ability to share your experience and create these connections with people. And you would not be where you are if you did not go through the pain of your 20s and you did not go through trying to fit in in your teens and you did not go through feeling really weird in early childhood and feeling very different. You would not have been able to move all of that energy and see people where they are and help people see themselves. And that is part of the reason that you've been keeping all of those friends in that third layer and trying to heal them and why you worked from that second chakra picture for so long of healing everyone around you is because you see beyond people's potential. I often joke that all I see is people's potential. And then when men don't show up to what I see as their potential, I'm like really confused. <laughs> you actually have a really cool tool where like you see the potential, but you see where people are and you are able to validate both. And you don't have investment in their potential. And so you just saying hello to it with no judgment and no like concern on whether or not they reach it gives them more space to kind of have it. And that's a really, really unique thing that you're offering people. I'm just helping you move some energy out. 
Oh, I was like, orange energy. Is something coming to you? No, I'm just there. Tell you go. me more. <laughs> yeah, you're like, get it out, get it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, when a client's ready to release something, I I just help them move it out. I mean, yeah. most most people that I work with are very adept and capable. Otherwise, they're not going to show up with me because mm-hmm. I'm not interested in working with people that are going to rely on me to do to fix their problems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, do you have any questions? <laughs> like a million, and I don't know how to, how to even start. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk about the two points where I started crying. Okay. <laughs> the first one was the work one, which is so true because I and this is this is something maybe well, I think a lot of women do, and especially a lot of women of color do. We do people's jobs for them. So I always joke that I'm doing like a job of a third three people I always joke that like it's really funny because sometimes we'll sit there and they'll be like oh they're doing layoffs and I'll be like lay me off and I know they won't lay me off because they need me even though I (laughs) I am not a hundred percent invested anymore because that is not my life and like I keep getting pulled I keep getting like energetically pulled to do more things and I like don't make myself available for them but it is a struggle for me because I am loyal and I do like these people but my energy is so important to me because I need to have my energy to do the things that I do outside of work and love and I need to save that energy for that that and I don't want to come home all pissed off and angry I don't want to come home and Benji this this week I did allow it (laughs) because it got a little too much for me to handle but then at one point I owned it and then the rest of the day became really good but it's just so draining it was it's draining me and like every time I every time I get a glimpse of like trying to go back to the old me energetically I get completely drained Mm -hmm. I'm super like tired I can't even work out it, it it's crazy like I like my body's aware of it now and it like triggers me right away what so. what I'm watching when you're talking is the impact your partner's had on your ability to have this validation and to set that boundary mm-hmm. and his ability to remind you that you're more than your job he has a very mm-hmm. strong understanding of you and he sees you in much the same way Leia's partner sees her mm-hmm. and it's something that it creates a very unique relationship and one that if you stay together forever is really a great foundation. And if it doesn't work forever, you're always, it's going to be a new baseline for you. And when you're talking about the binge eating, what you're doing when you are binge eating is you are trying to remove everyone else's energy out of your space. And this is what you did as a child. This is how you maintain boundaries in your family was through eating and your awareness that it wasn't going to work, you just flipped the intention and, and changed the energy of like, okay, yeah, I'm going to acknowledge that I binge ate today and that's fine. And now I'm going to go for a walk or go for a run or I'm going to, you know, have a healthy dinner or be mindful of, you know, this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. And what you, when you were talking about doing more work, I, I think it is a larger picture. I think it is women of color in particular. I've watched it a lot. And then as not a woman of color, I know that I do it as well, maybe not to the same degree, but I, I laugh and I laugh with you when you say like when they're doing layoffs, they're never going to get rid of you. I joke about that at my job all the time. They will never fire me. It doesn't matter if I do my job poorly, they will never fire me because it will take two people to replace me. And for you, it will take a minimum of three people doing an okay job to replace you. Yeah. Yeah. That I know for sure. 
Uh, <laughs> and then I laughed when you said like you definitely go. I rather do this myself because it takes longer to train somebody. Yes, it does. I do do that, which is bad, but at the same time, in the moment, it feels right because energetically, sometimes I just unless they could pick it up really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to waste my time training people, which is bad. I should should invest more time in training. <laughs> Eventually, you'll get to the point where it is easier to train. You're just not quite there yet. Okay. You're still you still you are still invested enough in your job, and you're still working from what I'll call a perfect picture, which is an idealized mm-hmm. understanding. There's still a part of you invested in that, but when you let go of that perfect picture and that idealization, you're going to start to let people do it, do the work and just do it less well. And that's going to start sort of be the signifier that you are ready for your next step in your career space, whether it's at the current company or finding something else or really stepping out of working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then the female, what was the other point that I was holding um the second chakra female lineage yeah. stuff well we you, like about right your before, nieces i think that yeah was, but right before that, that too right before that too i don't even know i don't remember doesn't matter <laughs> it means you're the energy already yeah leo was crying too so i totally <laughs> was i'm like i'm gonna work this energy out with you <laughs> Leia started crying more than me. I was, I was just like, like, wow, like, are you crying? I'm like, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's interesting, like the what you were saying, like I was sewing myself together and there was a point where I was like, I can't do that anymore, which has always been weird because I always wondered like why, like at that point when I was doing, you know, the fitness coaching, I was super, super passionate. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope. Because you worked the picture. So (laughs) if you ever think about a favorite TV show and you rewatch that favorite TV show like a million times and then there's one day where you're just like, this is not holding interest to me anymore. You worked all Mm -hmm. of the energy within that TV show or movie or or Mm -hmm. media piece. It's the same with our passions. And other people will invalidate it and say, you're, you know, you have ADHD. You don't have follow through. You don't have this. You don't have that. And I mean, this is kind of, a heavy topic, but when we look at women who have miscarriages or choose to have an abortion or choose to not continue with a pregnancy, what we often find when we look at it energetically is that was their agreement with that being. It was not to give a body to that being. And it's a really great analogy for when you are really passionate about something and then it just stops one day. You just wake up mm. and you're like, I don't, I'm not interested in that anymore. You worked the intention, you worked the energy of what you wanted to gain from it and you gained everything you could from it. And what I see with the fitness stuff is that became a pillar of you. It was really important that you be passionate. It was really important that you coach other women and you get the validation in that coaching so that you knew that you are capable of coaching. And now you can coach in a more intuitive way. You can coach in a more natural way. And it's fitness is still really important to you. Don't downplay like how much time and energy you invest in yourself, but that's just it. You're investing in yourself and you're not passionate about it anymore. And you're going to be passionate, you know, about things for your entire life and other things are going to come and go. Like it's like learning a discipline. Like you learn why something is the way that it is. And then once you learn it, you may or may not take that information and implement it. I mean, I pursued my PhD and then decided to do nothing with it because I did it for my (laughs) personality, like for me, like, and I didn't want, to do any I didn't want to implement it into my life Mm -hmm. and 
there's so much invalidation in that across across the world, but particularly for females that we give up too easily or we don't have follow through, but simultaneously we work so hard and, you know, we're so amazing and all mm-hmm. of this stuff. And so I can see the conflict in your space and how you're really ready to just acknowledge that it's okay to stop something in the middle of it. You don't have to see it through. It's like a relationship yeah. or marriage or anything that requires consent. Yeah. yeah. I love that because I do doubt myself. Like some when I step into new projects, I'm like, oh, am I going to see the follow through? I've given up on this stuff over here. And all of a sudden I stopped being passionate about it. And like I saw it as a bad thing. But when you, you're giving me validation that it's like I – my time is done with it basically I learned what I learned from it or got what I got from it and it's yeah one and done yeah one and done (laughs) (laughs) um I don't have any questions this is really cool I'm gonna just give you some gold suns okay and let you fill in and I'm watching um with Leia I watched it really go into the body space with you I'm really watching it go into that second chakra and then into those layers Mm -hmm. of the aura and um, I don't, Leia, did I give you a next step color, Leia, for like your next steps? I don't think so. Awesome. So it's purple. And then, oh, cool. Erica, yours is um, a couple shades brighter than that orange that your rose was. Um, so it's instead of being like a creamsicle poppy, it's much more like a kid's orange sun. There you go. You can see it. Yeah, we'll call those your readings, ladies. Yeah. Dang. That was more than I could ever have imagined it to be. Yeah. That's so Uh, so fun. Super spot on, man. I know. Wait, I have a question, though, because you you wrote here in the email. I haven't sent it to you. You wrote, Erica's space is more controlled chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I describe myself constantly, (laughs) <laughs> but I can I can find things in a pile of a mess. Yep. That's how your brain organizes information. And so when I look at your space and I was saying hello uh-huh. to like your workspace. So the way that I set the space is I said hello to each person's room that they were in. And I put everyone mm-hmm. like in a gold bubble. And then I kind of created like an umbrella above us. When I looked at your space, you have like glops of energy Whereas, like, Leia's space is, like, very structured, like, looks like scaffolding almost. <laughs> and you're, you thrive in chaos. If everything was organized in your space, you wouldn't know what to do. Oh, my God. I would go crazy. I'd f- fucking go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, when it's, in, when it's in chaos, that's when I have fun. Like, I'm like, oh, snap. Universe is my oyster. <laughs> yeah. <do> it. <laughs> it's, like, it's because it brings you amusement. So we talk a lot in energy work about seriousness because emotions are serious right the body is serious energy work is amusing and if you find amusement you can find neutrality and that for you is so important to what you're doing because otherwise Erica you'll match your work and their seriousness and you're going to be there the rest of your life and you know you're going to be in your 50s being like why the hell am I still here whereas because you have amusement and you don't match them and you don't match their seriousness you're kind of like no, I'm just whatever. And like, this is going to be this for as long as it is. And like, Leia's always had that amusement, always her entire life. She's always had that, that level of amusement. I remember it in college, like very clearly. (laughs) I couldn't have it in college. I just remember thinking like, why is she always laughing? I don't understand. (laughs) 
And like, are these funny? <laughs> and sometimes like amusement isn't even laughter. Sometimes amusement is just like recognizing that something can be funny. Like my headband right now like, for my, my, head, my earphones. Like it's amusing to me. Um, but the controlled chaos like really keeps you in neutrality. That's yeah. So funny. So if people want to reach Cindy, yeah, how can do, they how contact do they you? you? <laughs> how do they find you? Um, they and can... guys, you want to find her. <laughs> you, I mean, let's just say that was maybe like 30 minutes each of us. Like, you want to find her. Please do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they can email me at cindy at intothenown.com. So C-Y-N-D-I at intothenown.com. I-N-T-O-T-H-E k-n-o-w-n.com and we'll put that in the show notes too awesome or you could also contact us (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) do that well thank you cindy that was so much fun yeah thank you thanks you can hang on we're just gonna we're gonna end the recording but you can hang on if you want yeah yeah. sounds good